Let's Science is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. We live in a universe of scientific wonders. Every day, scientists are inching towards breakthroughs which can change our lives. We're playing our small part in sharing these wonders with you. That's why today is a fine day for science. So let's science. Caroline, so you're going to be talking to us about the, did I get it right, the Chang'e mission mm-hmm. to collect some moon rocks? Yes. And they, they have been brought back to Earth. So over to you, Caroline. Yeah, so... We know that China China loves space as well as America and every you know, most countries around the world. So they've got some really cool missions going on at the moment as well. What I want to talk about is the China's Chang'e 5 lunar exploration mission, which they had recently um, uh, completed. So what's happened there is they've found some younger rocks on the lunar surface, on the moon's surface, than we thought was possible. But let me give you a bit of a background before I start talking about that. Um, so the Chang'e 5 um, lunar mission is, their fifth, is the fifth lunar exploration mission of the Chinese Lunar Exploration Program. It is China's first lunar sample return mission, and it's actually the third lunar sample return mission by a country in the world. So that's pretty good achievement. Yeah. Um, Previously, there were the Apollo missions by um, the United States and the Soviet Union's lunar mission as well. So let me give you a bit of a background here. Um, The Chang'e 5 mission launched on November 23rd, 2020 from Wenchang spacecraft launch site and on Hainan Island. Now, probably we didn't hear too much about this, well, especially in Australia because COVID was happening, and I think mm. that's what was taking the news, uh, overtaking the news at this time. So um, I was pretty happy to read about this. They, it landed on the moon on 1st of December 2020, and it managed to collect around um, 1.73 kilos or 61 ounces of lunar rock sample, including a meter-deep core sample. And they returned to Earth on the 16th of December 2020. So this mission was made up of a few different sections. And it's really worth to go through them because it's pretty interesting. So first of all, they had a lander. So uh, on the lander was installed a drill and a scooping device. Then there was the ascender, which sat atop the lander. So after the sampling took place, the samples were transported and stored onto the ascender. Then the ascender launched from the moon's surface on the 3rd of December and docked with the orbiter, which had been orbiting the moon. The orbiter then received the lunar samples from the ascender, and the ascender was then released and fell back to the moon's surface. So it wasn't like just staying up as um, debris floating around the moon. Um, They just wanted to put it down onto the moon. Then the orbiter left the moon's orbit and flew for about four and a half days back to the Earth and entered into orbit er, orbit, orbit (laughs) (laughs) around the Earth and then released the returner. The returner performed a skip, re-entry and bounced off the Earth's atmosphere before re-entering and landing on um, the Earth's surface on the 16th of December, sorry, 2020. Got a lot of... um, extra 
sound effects for you today. <laughs> Carol did her homework, everyone. She, she definitely did. Copious notes. <laughs> yes, I have a lot of notes. I just think that mission itself was pretty interesting. You know, it's all the several parts working together and once again working perfectly to achieve sampling and returning sample back to Earth. So these sample, the rock samples that were collected off the surface by the Chang'e's mission are about a billion years younger than those samples that were retrieved by the Apollo mission. Oh, wow. The area it was collected was a region called Oceanus Procolarum, which is a smooth young plane on the moon's surface made of grey basalt. And it was produced when there was more activity on the surface of the moon caused by volcanoes and also heating caused by the gravitational influence of the Earth. You know, we're talking back in time when we're still talking about the development of the the solar system and, you know, everything kind of becoming what it is today. So the moon itself is about 4.5 billion years old. Wow. Which is just about, Mm. yeah, which is just about as old as Earth. And so these the rocks found in this area are about 1.7 billion years old, which is quite young in terms of what's been found Yeah, moon age, they're they're young rocks. That's that's right. right. And plus or minus 50 million years. So like in science, you've got to have a, a, you know, some kind (laughs) of degree of accuracy. (laughs) Yes, It's about 1.97 billion years old. Shave off a couple million years. (laughs) And, And just as a side note, the way they date this, is by using um, lead dating. You've heard of carbon dating for, mm-hmm. you know, organic material. Um, so what they do is the lead, the amount of lead isotopes in the basalt are calculated using the rate of the lead's radioactive decay. And um, this type of dating has also been used to calculate um, the age of meteorites and also minerals on Earth, and they consider that the gold standard technique. So... The Apollo mission rocks are about 3 billion years old and there's also impact craters on the surface um, found on the moon's surface that are about a billion years old or younger. So um, for scientists, this 1.97 billion year old rock kind of filled in a, a chronological gap. So they had the really old stuff and the really young stuff, but nothing in the middle. Mm. Um, and really this kind of is now helping them to develop a tool, scientists, that is, to develop a tool to kind of age create craters on other planetary surfaces. So the great thing about our moon is that there aren't any processes currently um, that cause craters to be erased, and so they're pretty well preserved. Mm, Okay, cool. And it allowed scientists to be able to estimate the age of different regions of the moon based partly on how many craters are in each region. So as a general rule, the more craters an area has on it, the older it is because right. the craters oh. have been hitting, hitting, and nothing's kind yeah. of blown it away or covered it or anything. To verify, they wanted to a kind of a process to uh, verify age. So the rock samples were a really good piece of evidence for them to use. So the method of aging the surface rock and estimating the age of craters on the moon can now be applied to other planets, like I mentioned. So they use this idea of how many craters in an area and how old rocks are in the different areas. So um, it's been really good find for them. Um, so um, there's Professor Joliffe, so he's one of the um, US-based scientists working in the area, says 
that using this model, they can say that surfaces with a certain density of craters can have a certain age. So you can probably see like Mars and Mercury have kind of good surfaces that are, don't really change either. So we can further apply it to um, aging their surfaces, which is really cool. Yeah, can um, I just interrupt you there for a second? Sorry, but yeah. question, quick question, um, not a difficult one. So did you say that they came up with a new model or scientific method uh, in, in the way that they put this mission together? Is that so like the number of craters and stuff in an area? Is that... Is that a new method or is this, has no, this been so, done before? So what it is, is I guess that this, this is a method that's kind of been developing. So you yeah. can generalize and say that an area that has a lot of craters is quite an old area. There's nothing, there's no, um, there hasn't been a volcanic process that is kind of like put lava all over the area and, um, you know, you now got a new surface, so you're aging that surface. But if you've got mm. an old surface, you can say, oh, that's a really old surface. And you're kind yeah. of getting the age of the, so we kind of can get sort of age of, you know, the rocks in the area or the, you know, a, a clue to how old a planet is or, so, you know, that kind of thing. So I just love that someone thought that up though. Yes, like, it's been developed the, over time, but just that that's yeah. what they thought up. Yeah. That's, that's, that's amazing. It. And because they had samples, really old samples, really young samples, now they have a kind of a middle sample. And yeah. so by having different kinds of surfaces and different kinds of rocks collected from the different surfaces, they're getting an idea of the different ages of surfaces so they can kind of mm. yeah get a kind of age of when processes happened um, and the kind of, um, how do you say, development of the planet, like, this will indicate so like we've we've got um these three three billion year old rocks um developed when the moon was still quite young and hot um it mm. was you know um before it cooled down to be what it is now just kind of either smooth in some areas where you have a lava plain or pocked in some areas with with heaps of craters you know you you can say well in the beginning the 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 moon was like like this you know and in this area it was like this you know so you can kind of say um we can kind of follow the progression of how the moon was and how it is now you know what i mean so yeah. these are just clues so getting different kinds of rocks and the ages of the rocks give us clues to um how something became as it is now. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. And no pun intended. They've yeah. they've literally just scratched the surface of uh, of what they've discovered. I'm just I'm just trying to imagine that when we do eventually, and this is going to happen when we have people living on the moon, studying moon rocks right That's there, it. available to them. The yeah. how much more the, uh, detail they're going to discover from from doing that. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, yeah, it'd be really interesting. I mean, yeah, it'd be cool when we finally do have moon bases and laboratories <laughs> and all of that, just like you said. Uh, so as I was kind of saying, the finding of the two billion year rocks give us, you know, the information about the volcanic history of the moon as well, meaning now that we know that was, there was volcanic activity about two billion years ago as well as three billion years ago. So um, we had the three billion year old rocks, now we have the two billion year old rocks. And um, it's kind of a new piece of information we didn't have before. So we now have another key, another clue to how our moon developed. Um, and then, you know, so um, 
with this mission, they have actually saved some of the rock samples um, because, you know, when they collect rocks, it's just quite common practice that you don't use up all the sample. <laughs> you oh, you yeah. can give some to different scientific communities who mm. can perform experiments and then you'll put some away for when future techniques are um, developed so that maybe more yeah. sensitive techniques that we don't know about yet and then can give us more information, which is yeah. pretty interesting. And, um, yeah, I guess I'm looking forward to hearing more about any more information that comes out later on about the moon. So there we yeah. go. <laughs> Our future home or tourist destination. Yes. <laughs> I would That's love true. to visit the moon. I love looking at the moon. It's like, you know, the telescope, you're kind of walking in the craters exactly. of the moon. Imagine actually yeah. being able to do that. Yeah, and in previous uh, shows and on our Facebook um, page, you've shared your photos of the moon from your telescope, Caroline. It's really fascinating. And like the detail that you can get, it's just amazing Uh, to look at it. And you don't have to spend a huge fortune on a telescope either. You you just get, you know, whatever you can afford and you can Mm. see a lot on the moon. It's the great thing about it is so close to the Earth. So it's right there. But you do wish that you could go, okay, now I'm getting into the rocket and I'm just going to (laughs) go where I've been looking, you know. (laughs) But, yeah, Yeah. so, um, yeah, I hope that's given you a bit more of an insight into the moon's surface and development and... And also very important study for, like we talked about before, future moon bases or, you know, possible well, exactly. sites, you know, things well, like that. I'm other, sure it's in, that, in there as well. That's right. And and whenever something, you know, we get information like this, it always, you know, provides information for other areas of study, like you mentioned. If we know that there's an old volcanic plain here, we know mm-hmm. perhaps that the soil is like this, and then we know that maybe that is a good or not a good place to land a future mission or set up base, and et cetera. So um, yeah. there's always extra information that you can get. I guess this one was just looking at how we can age the surface of the moon and perhaps other yeah. planets. So, yeah. but yeah. Awesome. All right, Lino, oh, wow. my new bucket list goal is for all of us to do a podcast from the moon one day. There we go. Oh, wow, man. <laughs> I, I'm just blown away with Caroline when you said uh, about, you know, the, the, how old the samples are. Mm. The, the youngest, when you say billions or millions of years, that is, oh, wow, that's the youngest? <laughs> just yeah. the way the word billion and million comes that's to That's the youngest we've found so far. We know that yeah. um, the moon has been geologically active for Three wow. billion years, and then Oof. we know it has been geologically active for about two billion years, and wow, that's as far as we've managed to get so far. But isn't that amazing just to learn yeah. that about the moon? Exactly. Oh yeah. wow! Hey, got one one question, Caroline. I'm, I'm, this is a bit of a new question. <laughs> we can't get quakes on on the moon, have they? Have, yeah. Do we know that the moon, also the the moon is like made of the substances to make it make a quake so it doesn't have mm. tectonic plates like plates like the earth has but the apollo missions have detected moon quakes so oh, like wow. they have put seismometers on the moon and they felt like threes and stuff like that so they have mm. even on mars you know mars doesn't have the same tectonic plates as as earth but you do yeah, feel yeah. mars quakes so they're still learning about how the quakes occur it could yeah. just maybe be creaking rocks we're not sure um because you know the the earth is being pulled gravitationally by the earth so that would have an mm. influence on it so you could imagine it probably would move like we have the tidal waves from the influence of the, of the moon, moon. Yep. so yes. there would be yeah. some 
perhaps I'm just guessing some reciprocal kind of influence on the moon. So, but yeah, this is f- kind of fun stuff to think about, really. Isn't no, it? no, no, no. Um, oh, just just a yeah. question. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what I love is we talk about the mysteries of the universe and the billions of years old and everything, mm. but we've got one right in our doorstep. Um, <laughs> but almost, I mean, becoming slowly more and more accessible to get to. But yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, um, just as a side note, the Artemis missions, the official date has been set for February for the first Artemis mission. So yeah, this cool. will be an unmanned um, rocket with a capsule. It's, I think it's like a test run, Caroline, if I, mm. if I get it right, yeah, I where think so. they're going to send up the capsule, orbit it around the moon, uh, and I think then bring it back. So this will be this will be in order to be able to approve it for human use yeah. uh, in future Artemis missions. It feels kind of Apollo again, doesn't it? Like it does. It, it's so good. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's happening awesome. in our time, um, yeah. probably with a bit more computer power and <laughs> a bit yeah. more knowledge this time. But yeah. I mean, what they what they achieved in the Apollo missions, I can never stop raving about. I mean, yeah. how yeah. they managed to do it with such. Um, I guess you could call it now primitive technology and all the calculations mm-hmm. they did and it, kind of doing a lot of it blindly, you know. Yeah. Wow. Um, but because yeah. it's never been done before, well, I, I say that, yeah. but now um, we, we've done it in the past so we've got a lot of clues from there and a lot of information from past missions and to yeah. do it now um, with the technology we have now, it's just super exciting and, yeah. Ooh. Cannot yeah, wait it, to see that. It exactly. really is mm. the stuff of adventures. We'll talk yeah. about this more in the future as, as more detail comes out. But the the um the mission to land people on the moon as part of the Artemis, Artemis mission now will involve the launch of the astronauts on the Artemis rocket, mm-hmm. the launch of a starship, the, yes. so Elon Musk starship, wow. which will which will uh um already be in orbit. The Artemis mission will launch. Its capsule will go to the moon. The capsule will dock with Starship. The Starship will be the lander, <laughs> and then they'll go back out, back in their capsule, and back yeah. to Earth. It's it's um, yeah, Whoa. it's such a complex but amazing mission yeah. that, that that they've they've envisioned. Yeah, let's see Whoa. how it plays out. Now it's quite interesting to watch. Yes, pray for yes. the safety of all those involved as Absolutely. well. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. every time, yeah. even when they go up in the Dragon, it's still you know it's good and safe, but still yeah. you're like, oh, there are people in there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, yeah, every time. Yes, yeah. uh, and also at time of recording, we uh, we wish well and pray for the Crew Three mission, which is going up mm-hmm. this weekend, from my, my understanding as well. That's so, right, yeah, yeah, lots of exciting stuff happening in space and on the moon. Yes, Let Science is brought to you by StarQuest Media and is a fortnightly podcast that brings you the scientific wonders of our universe from a distinctly Catholic point of view. For more from Caroline, Lindsay, and friends, listen to the StarQuest show. Catholics of Oz. Find links from today's show at sqpn.com slash science and find the Catholics of Oz at sqpn.com slash Oz. Be sure to follow the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you can find podcasts or on the SQPN YouTube channel. The generous donations of our patrons at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue Let's Science and all the shows at StarQuest, which makes our nonprofit mission possible. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. Join us next time for more scientific wonders. And thank you for listening to Let's Science on StarQuest. <laughs>